Welcome to Marking Out 154, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Unfortunately, within the past week, we have lost one of uh, a pro wrestler that was held dear to the entire pro wrestling community and world. And a um, pioneer of professional wrestling. Yes, we have lost uh, uh, Mae Young. Our condolences to her family and friends. And we would like to pay tribute to her with a 10-bell salute. Marking out episode 154. Uh, I am your host, Brandon. You could follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm doing awesome as always because I'm asking myself that every week before I start the show. Screw you, Dave. As you can also heard earlier, Dave's here with me. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Dave, how are you? I am doing. Awesome as always. Gimmick. Bro. And uh, you can go check us out on marketingout.com. Listen to past episodes. You can also go like us on Facebook. Go converse with other pro wrestling fans. Uh, pro wrestling fans together is pretty strong. So facebook.com slash marketingout. You can also go follow us on Twitter where we will be live tweeting uh, pretty much uh, all WWE events. Not really TNA, but WWE events. So Twitter.com slash marking out. Um, also, a quick shout out to Team Awesome 418. You can go check them out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418, and on fa- on Twitter, Twitter.com um, at Team Awesome 418. They actually submitted, the owner submitted an article for markingout.com. Pretty much listing the top 10, uh, 30 men, uh, Royal Rumble winners, in his opinion. And I think the list is pretty great. So go give it a read. Go follow them. And go um, like them on Facebook. Thank you very much. And let's get into some comments. Yes, Dave. Take it away. I think you're intimidated with reading his comments. No, Are you intimidated? You, no, because you like reading them. I don't know. I think you're intimidated. Week after week, you were always like, No, I'm reading the Langston. Notice how my voice always changes when it comes to it you. It doesn't. It's, sometimes it's Louis Anderson. No, that's your voice. <laughs> I'm Dave the Rave that all the ladies crave. Splitting slits since 1986. <laughs> Splitted slits. <laughs> or seven. Or eight. One um, dimensional. Six moves. And then five. You guys forgot most of my moves. Here, uh, here they are. Splash. The. Okay. And Msage. Brandon Buster, the Dave Driver. 
Chris's match of the week. <laughs> Mike, the new guy shoulder tackle. And Brad's bear hug. I love marking out so much, I've created my own segment. Three degrees of E. First degree, Ryback F off. His commentary pissed me off. Second degree, the third, the IC title cut the circulation off, of, uh, <laughs> off to my balls. Third degree, Brandon, for going to the bathroom and leaving during our date. And as you could have guessed, this is from Big E Langston. And what is with that? You left him during the date? I don't never met Big E Langston in my lifetime. All right, that's his word, and he's sticking to it. Next up, we have our buddy Aaron. Hey, guys. Great episode, as always. Brandon's Dixie Carter voice killed me during this episode. I was literally laughing out loud. I've got a couple of questions for you. Firstly, what are your thoughts on Emma making her debut on WWE TV? The cameras turned to her in the crowd promoting herself with signs and balloons. Where do you think WWE will be going with her? It was during the AJ Lee match, so I was thinking something similar to the Mickie James angle with Trish. Emma could be the crazy chick that is obsessed with AJ. I think that could be a good way to introduce her to the WWE universe. Let's answer that first, I guess. Um, I actually think that they that she used her time on uh, Raw very wisely by holding up a sign with the balloons. Um, in the TNA, I forgot what the TV show, the British TNA show, the British reality, boot camp. uh, British boot camp, or where they had a like similar, that. uh, time where they had all of those, um, the trainees in the front, in the front row of an impact and they didn't use their time wisely and they got pretty much told what to do, uh, what not to do. And Emma completely. Yeah, but who's used to say WWE didn't tell Emma to go out there with this sign and this. They probably, they may, they may have. So but it's I mean, not really it's still Emma doing her time. No, but she did hold it up very well. <laughs> I mean, it still was very smart with getting her over because I started seeing a lot of tweets uh, saying, uh, "What was it? Um, um, what was her hashtag? Evolution and hashtag imitation or not? M M U M U. I don't know. Um, M Emma. Let's just go with Emma. Emma something. Hashtag yeah. Emma something. Yeah, about that. Um, but yeah, I think I'm not too sure if I'm a fan of the crazy fan idea. It's a really good uh, idea, but I feel like it's kind of risky now that WWE is PG. Uh, Mickey James going to go making out with her. Yeah, but the way that Mickey James went about it all, it was very, it was very borderline. Look, I did the same thing. That's very true. <laughs> and look how did that end up. Jeez. Yeah, no, no, uh, hey, we has gone. Yeah, um, but I really, I think that it's just. It's just, it's good to see her on television. Um, yeah, it was yeah. surprising to see her. I, I wasn't she, I wasn't fully expecting it, although we should have been. Why? Because of her being in the... Oh, uh, with teaming with Natalia. But yeah. They, but they've had other... I understand that, but it's like, that's always like, you always, you see that and it's going to probably lead to something soon. I think that her, her gimmick that she has now is a storyline of its own, just very bubbly and... Uh, always dancing and getting the crowd involved. I feel like that could carry over from a backstage, or even just have her in the front uh, front row or whatever. That might be distracting. Trying to yes, but it could also work during the Divas match. Just work up the crowd in her area, and then that 
causes uh, AJ to kind of like get pissed off at her because she's taking the spotlight away from the match and from her. So I think that's good in itself. Secondly, this past Monday on Raw, Kofi Kingston beat Randy Orton, and there are reports that WWE wants to give Kofi Kingston a push and change his gimmick, music, and look. It is unclear if he'll remain babyface or turn heel. But what do you guys think will come of this push? Another Intercontinental Championship run, U.S. title, maybe WWE title shot in the future. I think he deserves it. He is the definition of a workhorse, and I think uh, it would be nice to see him in the main event picture. Thanks again. Your number one, Brandon Mark Aaron. Follow me on Twitter at AaronUST. Um, I guess I'll take it away from this one. Uh, yeah, first off, we, for a long time, we mainly Brandon and Chris at the time, thought Kofi Kingston could be a centerpiece of a promotion. I definitely agreed with them that he could be a future champion at some point. And we get shit on completely by other podcasts for our opinions in this. Um, so it's very good to see Kofi Kingston being used. I do think that I'm very interested in a new theme song, new attire, a new Kofi Kingston. I think it would bring a lot more to the to the storyline table. I just hope the theme song is up to par with this theme song because I really like this theme song. Yeah. But then think about how happy you'll be once it returns at some point. Who says that's going to return? Yeah, that's true. Speaking of returns, his old tag team partner, where's Evan Bourne at? Why isn't he back? Royal Rumble's just around the corner. Yeah, you say that for like the I past know. three years now. <laughs> it's, it, you can bring up any pro wrestler to me and I'll tell you, Royal Rumble, you I mean, Cassius Ono recently got released. Royal Rumble, dude. I mean, Antonio Cesaro, he could... Rumbo. But he's on Rumbo. TV, so, yeah. <laughs> Rumble. Rumbo is something that you Rumbo. get during the Royal Rumble. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess it? you're going to... No. You want to read this one? No, you could just read uh, I thought you were going to do it in the voice. No, it doesn't say... Ah, you should have, but okay. It's asking, so... Just read the fucking thing. All right. This one's from Jason. Hey, guys. Loved the show last week. Lots of laughs were had. I have two questions. My first one is actually for Dixie Carter. Number one, Dixie. What are your thoughts on WWE Network? And how do you plan to complete uh, compete with that? Any plans for uh, TNA Network? Uh, Dixie, would you like to answer that one? There's absolutely no competition within TNA. My superstars, my wrestlers, my professional wrestlers, my pro athletes know exactly what they need to do. I am not, I'm going out with the old, like I said last week, and I'm coming in with the new. I'm bringing in Edward Edward. I'm bringing in Richard Davis. I'm bringing in all these people that you won't see on television and in other wrestling I'm, companies. I'm, I'm sorry, Dixie. I think you mean Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards. What did I say? Uh, Eddie Edwards and uh, Richard Davis. Um, um, uh, not no. I mean no disrespect, of course, but come on, you should know. No, I'm pretty sure I, I had a contract that my my two guys, Edward Edward and Richard Davis, signed. That that was brought in by some other third party handler. All right. Um, well, thank you for answering that question for us. Number two. You're just gonna question. cut me off like that. We have more to say. Yeah. All right, so speak on. Sometimes I like to take marshmallows and add fluff to it to make it even fluffier. <laughs> number two. Now I can go into number two. 
Number two. This, <laughs> this question is for the WPP. What are your thoughts on Ultimate War being inducted into the Hall of Fame? Happy, sad, long time coming. Do you think he deserves it? Rock on. And keep up the good work. From Jason at JLinick on Twitter. Does he deserve it? That's like a long question that... That deserves a long answer. <laughs> in some... like he, he does. I do say yes, he does deserve it. But was his career anything short of shit? I mean, he, the Intercontinental Champion, Heavyweight Champion... Two, he, one? Yes, one time, once, two once, time. Once, twice. I mean, he really is a glorified gimmick. Right. Um, I mean, running did, he the, se- did he sell tickets? I don't know. Yes, he did, did sell he tickets. Sell, did he sell merchandise? I'm sure yes. he sold a shitload of merchandise. Yes, sold merchandise, sold tickets, but still. Adults were into him? Kids were into him? Adults weren't into him? Uh, I don't know. From that one interview that I heard with him, a lot of people were into him. And in him, so I don't know. <laughs> and he um, told me to, he told me not to come. He told me not don't to go. come. Don't come. So I so I didn't come. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a party in the shower. <laughs> um, yeah, I sh- all of you should watch that interview with Ultimate Warrior. It's like the co- confession to Ultimate Warrior. It's pretty it's, funny. It's great that it's been like on the internet for years. I now. know. Um, but yeah, really, watch any of his matches. None of them are stand out. None of them are uh, Bret Hart level. Like, they're, none of them are actually that great. None of them are Biggie Langston level. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that says a lot. It's, it's, you take, what, maybe three minutes, no, not three minutes, maybe two minutes for the entrance, running down, get blown up, but go think, into the ring, start your match, two minutes over. But think about how many people he also uh, uh, buried by doing his low, because he would just run to the ring. Hit his uh, gorilla press. Maybe this is why. Slash, maybe this match. is why Triple H is the way that he. he I mean, now. he did that versus Rick Rude. He did that versus Savage. If you go onto the YouTube, uh, the WWE YouTube channel, they've been posting all the Warrior matches or and squashes. all of them. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what it looks like. It all looks like just pretty much squashes, and it, these are for intercontinental intercontinental championships. It's just kind of mind boggling. And, and, and his his thoughts on a lot are very... Uh, controversial. Yeah, and very delusional. I mean, the guy, <laughs> he, he was interviewed about how he had a great relationship with Andre the Giant, and Andre the Giant hated Randy Savage, and how one time at MSG, um, Andre told him to body slam him, and how he put him over. Which, from this, my understanding, is... Andre was completely fucking fed up with Ultimate Warrior and pissed off with the fact that he even body slammed him like that because he was having back problems from his age and everything. This is like late in Andre's career where he was feeling a lot of pain. And and I think it's pretty well known that it was a complete shoot where he body slammed him because after when he went for that splash... Andre Andre kicks him in the face. Yeah, he tries to kick him in the face as he's in midair, tries to roll out of the way. So I think it's kind of ballsy to t- speak. So I don't know to speak like that. But then again, he d- he is one of two people who ever got whoever was who was who was ever put over by Hogan at WrestleMania. The other one being The Rock. So it's like, no. is it good company for The Rock or complete fucking terrible company for 
I mean, this. I, I'm sure a lot of people. Because I, oh, you also have a lot of people that are. I meant big, to say. I meant to say, is it good company for Ultimate Warrior, or is it terrible company for The Rock? But like, also, you go back and you watch some of his matches from when he was. Uh, what was it? A uh, uh, Dingo, Dingo Warrior. Warrior, and he was teaming up with Sting. Uh, he, he, yeah, he had good matches. But it was just once he got to the WWE, I guess his gimmick it's was just what I think over. it was was W was Vince McMahon said this is who you are you're you're a bodybuilder that's what you I don't same want thing, you doing same all thing this with stuff. Hulk Hogan I right, think his exactly. first match when he was coming out of AWA his first match with WWF before he uh, made his return to take out Iron Sheik like his first legit match in St Louis they were saying that it was very technically sound. And he was a very good uh, uh, chain wrestler, and then he, and then there was a dispute where he got fired, and then he got brought back into feud with, he got rehired by Vince McMahon Jr. and brought back in to take on Iron Sheik, and that's where Vince had him like he was just like no technical wrestling, you this is what you are. Yeah. So and then it gets probably turned into a money issue with these guys. Where wrestling's all about for Ultimate Warrior, wrestling's all about Ultimate Warrior. For Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania, uh, wrestling was all about Hulk Hogan. For, I'm sure for other guys, I could probably keep going with the list. Well, but. it's unfortunate if you don't if you refuse to put other people over and you push yourself and only yourself, you could actually go kind of far in the wrestling world. Right. I mean, Bruce Brody was one of those guys as well. So, I mean, basically just the territory wise, but one of those guys as well. But does Warrior deserve it? Yes. Yes. I'm not happy. I'm not sad. Yeah, I'm not ecstatic over it, but yeah, why not? There's other people that are more more deserving of it, but whatever. Yeah. Um. All right. This one's from Kathy. I'm going to just. I am. I'm just going to comment and say that you guys effing rule. You're welcome. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks. Uh, CM Mark wrote into us as magical of a moment that Daniel Bryan had at the end of Raw. Do you think it was a little premature? I felt like the Daniel Bryan Wyatt stable could have been huge, a uh, huge pull for uh, WrestleMania. What are your thoughts? Seems to me that WWE keeps rushing storylines too quickly. Uh, thank you for your comment, CM Mark. Um, I I personally think that it was rushed. Yeah, it really seems like it was an audible. I don't know why they felt like they needed to uh, call an audible on this entire Wyatt. Wyatt uh, stable with Daniel Bryan. Um, maybe it involves. I'm I'm thinking that they keep on their minds are not set for WrestleMania yet. And as all these thoughts and everything keeps on changing, unfortunately, storylines are going to be cut short prematurely and kind of uh, randomly in order to accommodate whatever storyline they're thinking of for WrestleMania. Right. This could this could have been cut short to actually get us to see Daniel Bryan versus Undertaker that we've been seeing or hearing about, about and Undertaker put about, yeah let's not say hearing uh, and Undertaker pushing for so, so maybe maybe we'll see Daniel Bryan as the only guy to go over Taker at WrestleMania um, and then we'll get in a little bit more about Daniel Bryan and WrestleMania and all of that when we talk about Raw uh, up next we have a question comment from Jasmine hey guys thanks for the always entertaining podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed the Dixie Carter impression. It was hilarious. Thank you. I was Why are you saying thank you? Come on, fuck you. I was wondering what you guys thought about the crowd in Providence chanting, you can't wrestle at Seth Rollins during the tag match. It definitely caught me off guard. At first I thought I heard wrong, but when they chanted it, uh, 
the second time, I was kind of shocked. Thanks again, at Reverse Animsage. Well, um, at first, I was afraid. Um, Were you I petrified? was petrified, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's kind of crazy that fans are chanting that towards Seth Rollins, considering that he is very, he is a very good wrestler. He's a very good uh, chain wrestler. High, he does his high flying stuff, technical. So it was, it was kind of shocking to see him getting the brunt of everything and Roman Reigns going over as much as he is with the audience. Um, what do you think? I mean, Seth Rollins, I've seen him wrestle, so. It's Nike. It's it is. You've seen Tyler Black shock. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we I, I'm almost Black. certain I've seen Tyler Black. Yeah, but it's like I it is kind did. of like why? How do fans decide who to cheer and who to boo for? It's it and really what, depends what on the crowd specifically too. to chant for. It depends on the crowd too, and where you're uh, where you're running that night. Because if you're running in Nassau Coliseum or MSG or even Chicago, everything is flipped completely. I mean, you really don't know who they're going to cheer for. If you're going to cheer for a heel or a face, it's very up in the air. That's why, Canada, I, like, that's why I like to say we made Brock Lesnar who yeah, he right? was. Canada, the same thing. Canada is very, like, bizarre world. But it's always it makes for the best television because it gets the people watching at home into everything. And by them chanting this and not being really that loud throughout the event, same thing with the old school Raw, it just takes a lot out of it. It's very draining. Yeah. So your crowd really does play it. Your crowd is part of your wrestling match. Right, exactly. Um, this one, I'm sorry, I can't read it. This one's from Mary. Great show this week. I love listening to this when I'm just sitting around or just shoveling snow. Yeah, shoveling snow sucks. Uh, my question is, how do you feel about the rumor that the Godfather will be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame this year? Do you think he deserves it? What about the rumors about Dennis Rodman getting inducted as the, uh, as the celebrity this year? Um, thank you for commenting, and welcome to uh, the MarkingOut.com page. I think this is your first comment, right? I would assume so. Yeah, I think this is your first comment, so we definitely look forward to hearing more from you. Um, thanks for listening, too. Godfather-wise, I haven't heard that rumor, did you? I haven't heard either rumor. Yeah, I haven't heard either of them. Um, if you want to share your source... If your Godfather website, was getting inducted, though, would it be? Would they have to say Charles Wright? Or would they go and say the Godfather and then include Papa Shango videos like in the video uh, and be, stuff? I say Charles uh, Wright. I don't see him being inducted. Uh, yeah, he had a good career, but nothing comparable to... A lot of other wrestlers that are more deserving, British Bulldog, Rick Rude, those kind of levels. Godfather was really IC champ, tag team champ, um, and that was really it. Yeah, he did play a big... I mean, if he gets inducted, why shouldn't... Yes, he does have Papa Shango, though. But why shouldn't Val Venus get inducted? Because I feel like you're basing it off of the same reasons. I mean, if you're going back to Papa Shango, Shango was never really that big of a thing. I mean, I would be... Kamala's not inducted yet, is he? No. I mean, I would see Kamala getting in before Godfather. So what about... Then what about... Uh, Rodman? No, I was going to say... Well, you said no to Godfather. Yeah, I'd say no to Godfather. And then you said no to Venus. Yeah. What about Rikishi? Um, I don't... But then you're going back to the head shrinkers. But not even the head shrinkers. I think, like, in general... I mean... In general, Fatu, I think, would be inducted. Right. I mean, because he has been with the company for so long. 
And like I said, with the head shriekers and everything like that. Right. Which was a big, I mean, with Captain Lou and all that fun stuff. Uh, Dennis Rodman, WCW. I think there's a lot of other better wrestlers, better celebrities to be inducted. Unfortunately, I can see this being something. Actually, I I could see them doing Jay Leno before. Uh, no. Actually, no I don't know. Way. I think they could before Rodman, but I then don't I don't think Jay Leno would ever be inducted. First of all, I, I'm just saying I don't either. But Dennis Rodman also, with everything going on with North Korea, yeah, of I course. mean maybe like, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is very smart. He always likes to have that hot thing at the current time. I mean, he put Pete Rose in when he was a hot topic. Maybe he would put Dennis Rodman in when, and Dennis Rodman is the hot topic now. But, like we said, we didn't hear any of these rumors or read any of these rumors. Yeah, but, I mean, if you'd like to share your source, I mean, we're not calling your bluff or anything like that. Uh, we definitely love hearing rumors that any of you hear. Right. Because then we could, I mean, it's new to us. Yeah. So, thank everybody for questions and comments. Yeah, much appreciated. If you have comments or questions on next week's episode, just post them. You know where to post them. Yeah, marketingout.com. Thank you so much. And uh, just share the episode with your friends and family and enemies. And uh, let's get on to a little bit of you right there? talk for... <laughs> Which what kind of talk you want to talk into? Smackdown! Oh, I was going to say, let's talk about cooking. Oh, dun, you want to talk about dun. cooking? No, let's talk about Smackdown. Alright, let's talk about Smackdown. Um, Alright, we started off with uh, Usos versus the Wyatt Family. What? What are you doing? Why oh. do we ever start with the goods? I don't know. I was going off of my list. <laughs> All right. You want to go with the goods first? No, I don't. Start? Why? We never go with the goods fine, first. Fine. Let's go with the goods first. No, no. Brandon doesn't no, want to go no, with the No, no, no. Can we go with the goods? Yeah, good? fine. Okay. Yeah. Brandon's good. We're going with the goods. Little Dave off one. Uso, to... Usos <laughs> versus the Wyatt family. It ended in a double count out, but the match itself was actually a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, I liked Rowan's new... Uh, Offense that he's been using with the knuckle, uh, the the Conan crush, the move. Kona, Kona, Kona crush, Kona. What is it? Kona. Is it Kona? Like crush. Yeah. From crush. Hawaii. Yeah. The Big Island. Kona. Yeah. Is it Kona, Kona? Hawaii? Yeah, Hawaii. he's doing a variation with that with the knuckles. If that's a real place. I don't know if Kona is a real place. Whatever. I don't think so. Um, I think it is though. It's not Kona. Kona Hawaii. Uh, probably maybe not. I don't Who knows? Know. Who the fuck knows? Um, people from Hawaii. Uh, yeah, know. people from Hawaii. Know. Brother, right? Um, I, re- I was a big fan of Luke Harper's discus clothesline on the outside of the ring. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I like after the match, uh, Harper and Rowan went to beat up one of the Usos. And the other Uso ran in to make the save and get him out of the ring. Yeah. And then Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt came down and attacked the Usos. Now, I watched it on... What I was watching on, it kind of skipped the... No, it, that's how it went. Is it that's how it went? I mean, they did that on Monday Night Raw. Like, yeah, you expect, they did it on Raw. You expect me to believe the Wyatt family came out that fast? Like, come on. Yeah, just like, beat me up, Scotty. Like, are you a fan of that? I mean, it, it, it's, it cuts the entrances down. It cuts... Which is which is good because it also during their entrances that's what was getting them over with the clapping. Not people. even though they did that this week too. So really, yeah. Oh, right. people clap. People clap. People clap. Xavier Woods versus Fandango. I was not clapping, but it's in the goods anyways. It was a decent match. It was, I thought this match was really good actually, I, and I thought they flowed very well. I don't know why for a two minute well. yeah for a two minute match. I thought it was really good. And I don't know it why just you didn't, didn't like it. It just didn't do anything for me. I, I didn't really... I couldn't really care for it. 
I did. Th- I did not like the end of it though. When with Summer Rae got yeah. involved, and then I they, thought that the Funkadactyls were very reckless with her. Um, I don't where they, There was a part like when they dragged uh, Summer Rae out of the ring. The both the two of them were standing outside of the ring. Then they took her by the leg and just like kind of pulled her underneath the bottom rope. Oh yeah, I do remember. And it, I would imagine her, that her skirt went up. Luckily, she wasn't wearing anything. Revealing. But I would imagine that she would just fall completely on the. Um, the outside of the ring without them supporting her. I thought that was very reckless of them no, to she's, do. She's a wrestler. She's trained to take that bump. Yeah, but I don't know about that. When you have two, both your legs just whipped out uh, from under the uh, from underneath the bottom rope, I think that's kind of reckless of the fact Funkadactyls. Well, anyway, Fandango started to beat down Xavier Woods afterwards, which brought uh, our truth in to make the save. And in other news, still nobody cares about our truth. Yeah, well, yeah. TNA did. Uh, yeah, but where are they now? Who'd they ever be? Uh, we also had uh, CM Punk and the New Age Outlaws taking on the Shield in what was a, a good match. Is that what your notes say? Yeah. In that order? What do you mean? Because you always reverse it. <laughs> you Actually, always... yeah, NAO. That makes no Look. sense. Because I don't like to say it because, oh, all right, now I know why. Because you always put whoever, I always have You always the put the winner first. first. Right. I never liked putting the winner first. The winner I always like belongs first. You're I not going like to say Muhammad it. Ali defeated. I, I, like I mean, Muhammad it. Ali lost to. If I, like, lost I like switching it, it up at times. But anyway, the Shield defeated CM Punk and the New Age Outlaws. The ending of that match came when Billy Gunn went for a Famouser on Dean Ambrose and ran right into a spear by Roman Reigns, which I really liked. Billy Gunn looked amazing in the ring. Did he? You didn't. You didn't think so. Amazing how. Like very. Like in like, line. Yeah, like he looks like he's ready to get back in a in the IC run or, at some point. I would. The one Billy I Gunn. Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that at all. I mean, I, I think Road Dog looks great in the ring too. But I mean, Billy Gunn. Obviously, he's a trainer. He's in fantastic yeah. shape. Billy Gunn, just damn. Um, where you want to go now? We go got the bags or the, or the middles. Let's go to the middle. Is it really that obvious? Well, no, it's not obvious, but let's just go to the middles. All right, fine. Let's go to the middles. Can I say something? Oh, my no, God. No, Dixie, get out of here. What the hell does she want? I just wanted to say something about my marshmallow fluff. Oh, my God. Nobody cares about your marshmallow fluff. If you add a little peanut oil to it, Dixie, get the fuck off our show right now. You're, you're, you're our guest at times. We choose when you are our, our guest. She's not our guest. She's just here. She's such a nuisance. Go back underneath the couch or wherever you're hiding. Damn Like we on. were saying, the middles. Before rudely interrupted. Uh, the middles. We're going to start off with Ms. TV with the big show. I was actually not a fan of this at all. I thought that this could have been just very done done quickly with the Renee Young interview in the backstage area with the Big Show. The Miz TV is unnecessary. Miz TV is overall unnecessary anymore. It doesn't do. Anything. I don't think it's, I don't think it's unnecessary for the like. I think he doesn't have the well, same draw as Chris Jericho did. Everyone since the since, Edge. since the very first episode of Miz TV, you were against it. I don't and you, know about and that. you are, and you said specifically that you don't think it's going to be a weekly thing or a segment that's going to be brought back again. Okay. And I was like, nah, this is going to be like the new thing. I'm and not... I think it's just something to get Miz on TV. It's something to get other people on TV. 
But Sometimes Miz does just stand there doing absolutely nothing. That's the thing. That's, and that's why the segment is shit. That is why the Miz TV is awful. Because he doesn't know what to do in the ring. He He's very good on the mic, but that is it. He does nothing else. I don't think it's him not being able to do anything. It's WWE telling him that. So. I and mean, unfortunately, he does nothing with that time in the ring, though. But I think it's WWE saying that you can't. But it's the Miz as well because when he, but he's not doing anything during those segments. But it's Miz. I want you to go out there, ask him a question, and then have Paul Heyman come out and say this. I I'm not a fan of the segment at all. Which, I think it should be scratched. Which so Big Show? That's what Big Show basically threw down a challenge to Brock. Brock, of course, isn't there because he's a fucking bitch. Paul Heyman came down and said the match will happen at Royal Rumble. So that was set up Big uh, Show right, versus so Brock Lesnar yeah. at the Royal Rumble. Yippee again. I kind of feel like they faced each other at the Royal Rumble once, even. You, you know, this is... It's good for the both of them. I'm going to be very surprised if they put on a really good match. But Big Show, overall, I think is done. It's funny. Would you say Brock Lesnar's a Hall of Famer? Um, yeah. And I'd say so. I would say so I mean, 100%. He's one but of the, it's like, is he the youngest or one of the youngest? I think the. I, like, I don't know if it was him or Orton, but... I think it was him. Was it? Yeah, the youngest champion. Uh, I, I think he's a Hall of Famer, definitely. Which is funny, because we don't want to... Like, Batista, is he a Hall of Famer? I would say so. Yeah. And now there's, these guys are starting to come back, and it's like, you guys had your run. You left for your own fucking reasons, your own selfish reasons and stuff. I'd rather see oh, the I don't like where Oh, I don't like where creative is taking my character. I'm going to leave, Vince. By putting Bye, these... Res- by putting these... Re- bringing these, uh, I guess, future Hall of Famers back to have matches and storylines... You really are taking the time away from the younger talent. And as the the younger talent get older, there's going to be a lot less that you're going to be able to do. And there's going to be a lot less um, uh, lot less time that you're going to be able to do it in. Right. And I'm going to say this probably every week on the show or every other week or every month or whatever. Now is the time that you need to be building up younger talent. It's great what you're doing with Daniel Bryan, but you have to build other people. Yeah, Daniel Bryan is great and everything, but he's not one of the younger guys there. I mean, start building up Drew McIntyre. Start building. I don't up. even think Drew McIntyre is one of the young guys anymore. How old is he? He's got to be at least thirty. No, he's very young. He's, he's not thirty yet. I think he's like twenty-five. There's no way. Yeah, he's. He married Tiffany that young. I think he's very young. I think he's in his twenties. But more close to thirty than twenty-five. No, I'm just going to... Maybe he's 28. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe he's 28. <laughs> yeah, but no, we actually just looked up his age, 28. Yeah. But even but, still, that's... I mean, you you have him on the back burner. Uh, he's 28 years old now. He's not going to be wrestling till he's up until he's 35. I mean, well, I mean, you can't have him as that big guy at such a late stage. Batista did it. Yeah, but he's one of the... <laughs> Batista also lied about his age when he was like... But saying that he was in his 20s or 30s when he was in his 40s. So. Did he really lie about his age? Yeah. He's not. Batista was like 10 years older than he really was when he first got signed. Yeah, well, because now he's like 50. Yeah. So. But still, you should be focusing on the younger people that will be around for, that you could get a good 10 years out of. Right. Like Justin Gabriel. Even though he's already 30. Is he? Yeah. Wow. He might be like 31, 32. But. Another segment or another match that we have in the middles, uh, Rey Mysterio, Sin Cara, and Los Matadores, who uh, defeated the Real Americans and Ry Baxel, which I don't think this match was anything too special. Yeah, I thought this match was pretty 
crummy. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't so terrible. I still don't like the fact that the commentators don't know the differences between Diego and Fernando, and they don't know the differences between the Usos. Michael Cole does. But I feel like the Michael Cole knows the difference between Jimmy and Jay. Most right, often. But, but even still, I think that as commentators, for people that either aren't watching the television at the time or whatever, you need to know the names. It's very this, difficult, though. It is. I'm sure it is. But you have to figure out a way to know their names. There it's is like no a sport, way, sports, Every sports commentator, when you listen to the radio or television, they know the names of every uh, That's not guy true. out there. That's not necessarily true. But, they don't say, and the second baseman did this. They'll say the name. Yeah, but that's a lot easier to do when you're unmasked and have a number. All you have to do is be like, oh, he has that tattoo and he doesn't. And then just remember uh, that he has that tattoo That's and what he Michael Cole, I'm sure, has been doing. Exactly. Jimmy and Jay. But so why, Diego and Fernando don't have... But that's the thing. They have to. They need something. The to only distinguished them. between the two of them is that one of them is taller. I think, I think Diego's taller one. I, I think still, that's what Michael Cole said. I still don't even know who's who. I don't know which one's Primo and which one's Epico. I think Diego's Primo and Fernando... No, Fernando's <laughs> Primo and Diego's Epico. Yeah. I think. I thought that Ryback Diego was, needs to come out with a... No, nah, I don't know. I was going to say something else. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. Come yeah. out... Yeah. Uh, Ryback selling Sin Cara's dropkicks. Ryback is the shits right now. Legit. He's selling the dropkick. Sin Cara throws a dropkick at Ryback, and he does a complete 360 spin multiple times. Come on. That, that's how everybody sells Sin Cara's dropkick. No, I'm just kidding. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I thought that the finish, the 619, I hate that finisher. The 619 as a whole or the fact that? No, as a whole, I hate that finisher. No. It is right now how many years old, right? The six one nine. Twelve years old. Um, let's move on to the beds. Of course, your favorite wrestlers in the beds, both of them. Yeah. Randy Orton defeated Big E Langston in what was a forgettable match. Absolutely nothing happened in this match. I it was it was literally it was so boring and filled with way too many pointless moves. And it looked like Randy Orton was visibly calling the match. Like, there were points where he was on all fours. Probably was. And he wanted Big E to go for a, a hammerlock or something. So he, or an arm bar. And ran, you see Randy Orton putting his arm behind his back be, even before Big E's even touching his arm. It was like, like, it was, it was like rest hold, shitty move, shitty move, rest hold, rest hold, boring, 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 Big E Langston, get off my TV. And Randy Orton. Man. Randy Orton doesn't deserve to be WWE champion right now. WWE world champion or world heavyweight champion. Well, I think that's where it's all going to be coming down to. What? Um, Storyline-wise. Like, with everybody kind of turning on him. I don't know. Uh, because of that reason. But what? Turning on who? On Randy Orton. Like, Triple H, the authority, turning uh, on him. Yeah. Well, because of how he's not really, is. And not how, uh, how he's not a great champion right now. In um, general. Yeah, talking about great champions. Let's talk about a champion television show. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Gonna make you calm. Don't say that. Sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> apologize. I apologize. I did already. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Monday Night Raw. Kicking it off with the middles. Sure. Sounds good to me. Uh, Big Show defeated Jack Swagger. 
in what was a squash match. Pointless match. The whole... Uh, not pointless for the fact that it sets up Big Show to face Lesnar, but really defeating Jack Swagger is not going to do anything for you, and it's not like Big Show showed off his uh, wide, range, wide array of moves. Right. I just think it's such, like, the whole Brock Lesnar thing is such bullshit how he could just be on whenever he feels like it. If you're going to be in a feud in WWE, be invested in it. Be on every fucking week. He's I not can't contracted to. I know that, which I, I can't stand if that. You I get, absolutely cannot stand that shit. Get, he doesn't love pro wrestling. So the, like, he should not be in this product If currently. he loved pro wrestling, he would be there. He's He loves money. He loves the green. He got signed on to a certain contract where he doesn't have to appear at um, every Monday Night Raw. Because it it works with his lifestyle at the current time, right? Which is pathetic. And Why it, have we not seen Sable ever since he's been back? I'm Isn't not that weird? Sure. She not probably doesn't sure. look like Sable anymore. I think that would be interesting if she was in the front row and got played into a storyline at some point. That would be more interesting I mean, than what I'm going to shit on later. It would be kind of cool if someone did like a Rick Rudish. Big thing. Show should knock Sable out front row, knock Sable out. Unintentional or intentional? Unintentional. That would be kind of that would be awesome. Um, thank, luckily, Zeb Colton does listen to this podcast now that he's bringing out this sign on a more than one occasion now. You act like he wasn't bringing it out more often. Ah, he wasn't. Yeah, so maybe right. him listening to you with that suggestion. But even, but even, oh, I wanted to say even more pointless. Before you even move on to even more pointless, I think it would be a cool idea if someone did do that Rick Root thing. Dick do that? Rick Root. No, you do. said dick and do My that. Uh, Rick, <laughs> if they do did, that. if whoever is wearing like just spray paint uh, sable on their crotch, are you or, fucking kidding me? I think that Big Show's not gonna walk around with sable on his. Well, no, obviously Big Show wouldn't, but some other wrestler. I think that would be so. I think that is. Are just you awesome. pitching an idea right now for Zack Ryder? To put sable on his <laughs> crotch, yeah, <laughs> he'd bark out over it. Right. <laughs> Even more pointless after the match, Big Show, uh, Antonio Cesaro dodged out of the way, Jack Swagger rolled out, whatever. Big Show grabs Zeb, Zeb Coulter for like five minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. For like five minutes. Just five minutes. Then knocked him out. And then it became pointless after that first minute. And, uh,. I did. I did think it was cool that Big Show signed the poster for that kid after the match, but I didn't even see him sign for a kid. I saw him sign for well, a mom. Well, he signed for a mother, which I assumed ah, for a kid. You're assuming. I mean, yeah. Maybe there's no. Maybe she just reached over and handed it to him. Yeah. I mean, he could have also put his phone number on there. I highly doubt it. Big Show seems like one of those loyal people. Uh, he sounds like one of those loyal people in this business. I don't know about that. I don't, there, fucking call him I don't know how many loyal people there are in this business. Speaking of loyal people in the business, let's move on to the bads, right? Yeah, talking about loyal. AJ and Tamina Get defeated like uh, the Funkadactyls. Do you like that segue or no? Yeah, no, it's cool. It's good. Um, AJ is now champion over 200 days. Longest is she long? She's the longest reigning. She is the longest reigning champion. Divas champion. Deserving, not deserving? I don't think so. Why is that? She's, like, you, you watch her matches more and more, and it, to me, like, I just see it more and more every week. Every time she wrestles, she's not that she great. was She was very good in uh, in the beginning. Yeah, and then slowly deteriorated. But deteriorated. is it, 
Is it? But is it the competition that she's facing, or is it? No, her? it's definitely not the competition that she's facing. But look at the competition well, no, that she's that's facing. Such, that's absolute fucking horseshit to, to put it off onto other people. If you're a good wrestler, you should be able to be a good wrestler no matter what, and be able to prove that. I I mean I agree with you, but and I think that they should be pulling the trigger on Tamina AJ already. And it's kind of taking a long time. Did we say who won this match or no? Oh uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, so um, I think I think AJ right now, I think she might be better than Cameron, but not much at this point. No, dude. No, no, no. Dude, AJ and Cameron are not even in the same category. Yeah. I Cameron know. deserves to I, get thrown wanted, to the curb. I wanted to I wanted people to hear how much I'm not pleased with AJ. So you say something so you I don't even Cameron. believe. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, I, because, no, seriously though, AJ is not a great wrestler. Just dissect it. Yeah. I, I, I said this with Biggie Langston, I I'm think, right. I think, she's, I think she's a good wrestler. I think she's I said talented. this with Eric Rowan, I'm right. Are you? He's getting better though. It doesn't matter if he's getting better. I, it's I, still, think, it's like, I think it's just because AJ is being overexposed. Overexposed how? All of her, her talent and everything. She hasn't been on in like three weeks. Yeah, she has. It feels like she hasn't been on in like three she's, weeks. She's been present. I don't know I about mean, that. I was just thinking that maybe the title reign is kind of uh, overdoing it now. And she hasn't even defended her championship. That's the thing. It's so? not being defended. And they're not being defended in good matches. Nobody wants to see a normal uh, female match anymore. I think uh, she should have dropped the championship a long time ago. I agree with you. But I think that people are tired of seeing, uh, seeing normal uh, diva matches. Right. Let's see the t- uh, ladder match with for the title. Yeah. Let's see a cage match. Let's see these, what these women have. We know they can do it. We've seen uh, them do it in FCW before. We've seen them do it uh, in the independent scene. These women, like let's let's get them doing stuff. Let's keep them entertaining us. Yeah, speak. they they can do it. Yeah, they're pro wrestlers. And uh, I guess besides Cameron, now I oh, I mean not me just, really a time what uh, Cameron's drop kick sucks. She completely caught air on it. It was disgusting. Cameron, don't throw drop kicks. Same thing with Nikki Bella. Don't throw what you cannot her, do. Her drop kick got better. Got better because she actually left the ground. No, they suck. Uh, they suck. I was just gonna mention that uh, Naomi got married. Oh, props yesterday. to you, Ni- uh, Naomi. Yeah. Did you just say Naomi? No, you said that. No, I said Naomi. No, you I was said about nah. to say nah. Nah. Naomi. So I figured that we should mention that. Yes, congratulations to her. Although, and and I should say that it looks like she's going to be the one that'll be taking that championship off of AJ. I think so, but in that, Cameron would be a goodbye. One could hope. I don't know about that. But this is also the time where we also saw Emma make her, uh, make her, get her name out there. And it was actually Emma Taney. Emma Taney was the hashtag. I wrote it, I knew I wrote it down somewhere. Emma Taney, uh, she also does the Emma Lucian, or in Brandon's case, Emma Nation. Yeah. <laughs> it was people's cases back in the day, too. <laughs> um, but speaking yeah, of, very talented. Speaking ta- of what? Uh, no, I was just going to say, very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see her get uh, get in the ring. I was going to say, speaking of not Emma Taney. Yeah, completely the opposite of Emma Taney. Alberto Del Rio defeated El Rey Mysterio. Pointless match, meeting Sin Cara, this and please. then Rey Mysterio is not going to rebuild Del Rio. Do me a favor and just read 
Read my notes for the for the crowd. This is how entertaining it was. El Rio vs. Mysterio. What's underneath it? Punk slash Kane promo. Okay. Yeah. No notes taken on this match because it sucked. I mean, it was what it was. The match was obviously to try and put over Del Rio. And it didn't work. It, didn't it doesn't work. do anything. You, I think, seen... what, do you remember what I said needs to happen with Alberto Del Rio? He needs to go back to Mexico? No, when he was champion. No. That he should have been losing, 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 week after week, finally get fed up, go to Mexico, whatever, cut promos like, no, I am Alberto Del Rio, I'm the fucking champion. And build yourself back up to that person that you need to be. Like that'd be great. Make us believe in the character of Alberto Del Rio. We're not gonna believe that you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna lose to Sincara. I'm mean, gonna lose to Sincara. Then I'm gonna beat him. He then doesn't I'm gonna even beat play. Up, he doesn't even play on the fact that he's that wealthy millionaire anymore. He he kind of got rid of that entire gimmick. Right. And just to switch over to boring and lack of entertaining. But I have to say, I do like the promo that happened afterwards, putting down Batista. Uh, yes, no. I really, I'm, we said this earlier, I can't stand that Batista just gets the waltz back in. And he better not eliminate Alberto Del Rio from the Rumble. I, I really hope that Del Rio and him feud and if it's, cut if it's double anything, elimination. If it's not that, then it better be Alberto Del Rio throwing him out. It better not be Batista. Better not eliminate Alberto Del Rio. He better eliminate one person, not more than one, if any. He'll eliminate. He should eliminate three man band, if anything. Yeah, three people. Dumb. That's it. Batista does not deserve to win this. He does not deserve anything in current WWE. Just because someone's a name doesn't mean you should be throwing uh, wrestling. I guess uh, some of wrestling's highest achievements at them because of this. Right. Uh, Royal Rumble winner, uh, the WWE champion. You shouldn't be throwing this uh, these achievements that people bust their asses 365 days a year for. Uh, to do this for The Rock, Lesnar, Batista. Come on. Right. Uh, we also had... That was it for the bads. Time for the goods. Before we even go to the goods, do we want to talk about the promo or... What nah. promo? It's just about how K- uh, Kane and CM Punk... How Kane was saying he's pr- him and the Authority are probably are pretty much on CM Punk's side, and they're putting him in the Royal Rumble match to give him his chance to get to WrestleMania, and they're supporting him. Oh yeah, Kofi Kingston entered the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, cool story, bro. On to the goods. Monday Night Nitro is not a show anymore, but you could watch that. <laughs> but hopefully, TV. you'll be able to watch it on the WWE Network, maybe right. Yeah. But Monday Night Raw kicked it off, opened it up with a Bray Wyatt video, promo. Great video. Uh, like I said, whoever shoots these, directs them, deserves Emmys or something. Yeah, they've been doing a very good job. And that led right into Daniel Bryan and the Wy- and Bray Wyatt taking on the Usos, which they were DQ'd, leading the Usos to win. I, I still think it's weird that when, uh, when they... Do that thump in the corner. Thump how they say thump. they said on Raw that it was a tribute to Rikishi, when it's really a tribute to Umaga. Did Rikishi ever do that? I th- like I don't recall him doing that. I think the only time he did it was when that one time where he did it to, to as a tribute to Umaga. Yeah. Um, Which of course is their uncle. Yeah. But uh, 
Harper and Rowan got involved, and Jay ducked it all, hit Brian with the sick kick, and got out of there. Daniel Bryan then allowed Bray Wyatt to hit him with Sister Abigail. Yeah, I'm just happy that the Usos won. Yeah. That was, I, I think that's awesome that they picked up the victory, even though it was DQ. But yeah, the and, then, and then it was announced that later in the night they'll face each other in a cage match. That's a fact. Uh, we also had John Cena defeating Damian Sandow in what was actually a really good match. Which I think Damian Sandow was I say, really... I say actually if you should be surprised by this, but no, there should be no surprise there. I think Sandow was super over in this match, and then Super Cena happened at the end, and... What, I, I, you I don't, don't think so. No, I don't like that you call it Super Cena. Like that's it, what it is. Hulk Hogan had hulking up. Yeah, John but, Cena had Super Cena. But he's not hulking up or anything. Yeah, like but that. that's right. That's it, what I it mean, is. Though. He, he just he. It's uh, like there's Sandow a jolt the of energy face. that happens out of nowhere. He, well, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, he was in the cross face, but then he just lifted him up for it with ease. Not, not showing any injuries. No, it was not with yes, ease. Yes, it was. No. It, was, it wasn't like... He struggled like, to get him up. It not, wasn't with Not ease. that kind of a struggle, though. It was, it was that no, kind it of wasn't. a struggle. It no, wasn't with wasn't. ease. It was not with ease. Yeah, it was. Uh, and Sandow's submission move. Let's mention that. That was actually pretty cool. It was kind of like a... Very similar to a Texas Cloverleaf. Apparently, they're you mean, called... You mean the execution? Yeah. And Texas Cloverleaf variation. Not, um, it's not really, being no. called the Royal Arch. The Royal Arch. So put that in your books. I mean, it's not really like, a Texas Cloverleaf, though. It's a variation. It's a, it's a reverse one. It's a variation. I, I wouldn't say that, though. It's a variation. I wouldn't call it that at all. It's See, reverse. It's, uh, talking about John Cena with Match, I'm also a big fan of that suplex into the neckbreaker he's been doing. Yeah. Pretty cool looking. And I think it's just something that this match shows that Sandow could have been champion. Uh, once could again, him versus Cena, good match. This one, it they have chemistry. It works. It could have could have done really good things. Then uh, we had the Shield taking on CM Punk and the New Age Outlaws, and the Shield ended up picking up the victory. There was such a lack of reaction to the Shield on their entrance. I don't know what was with the crowd, but they were just dead for it. Um, it was fun to see the Sheik rattle roll. I thought you were saying the Sheik. I was like, what? I, I noted this down there, but Roman Reigns dropkick on the ape, uh, from the floor to the apron. Look, I don't that know. That looks sick. I don't. I saw a lot of people saying, oh, it's just a dropkick. And it's like, let's see you do that. Yeah, plus he's like, he's not a he's lightweight six, or anything like that. He's like 6'3". Like yeah, that, to get that much air, that's that's... That's, that's cruiserweight. Right that's cruiserweight. Stop. Yeah, that was very talented. Don't don't diss the guy. Um, Dean Ambrose once like again it's something, it's tags. Something, I was gonna say it's something you'd only see in an X division title. Yeah, no, you would Did see somebody Chris say X division oh, title match. Again, again. <laughs> um, Dean Ambrose once again in a match refusing tags. This is gonna be the. I think Ambrose is gonna be uh, the center of this little uh, breakup, and it's very easy to see why. Um, were you shocked? Oh, Punk needed that tag, and he reached for it, and the New Age Outlaws dropped down and left him. And the crowd went, <gasps> They did? They did. And um, they left him to get speared by Roman Reigns. And then after the match, he even faced triple. a triple powerbomb. Was I surprised? No. I wasn't surprised at all. You gotta realize who's friends with Triple H. I kind of, it was something I kind of saw coming since, like, it, it, it all made sense. 
it, it definitely all makes sense. I think a lot of people just didn't think about it before it happened. It's one of those moments where you see it and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, now I remember. Right. But I, I thought it was a great moment. I even like the backstage fallout uh, where Renee Young caught up with the New Age Outlaws and was just like, what's your comment on this? Uh, do you have any words for uh, any of the viewers? And they were just like, yeah, we got two words. And then they just walked away. I, I'm i thinking this is pretty cool, though. Uh, we also had Kofi Kingston defeating Randy Orton. I honestly, I thought this might have been the best one of the best parts of Raw. Because the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, who does not deserve to be champion like we said earlier, or like I said earlier, lost the match. And I think the match itself was really good. Maybe I did think this match was actually really good because I wrote next to it, Steel, uh, Steel Show. Oh, so interesting. Maybe it stole the show. Fuck you, then. So that's Look at funny. that. Before we started, we were funny. going off our notes, and Dave was like, no, this match I, I was so boring. boring. I, I, no, there was, the crowd was bored by it, though. And I said, and and I said to you, I was like, I don't think that means you were bored by it. Yeah, because I'm really like, <laughs> I'm seeing Steel Show right next to him. I'm like, there's, oh, There's okay. like stains over there. What is that stain? Is that a C stain? stain? Huh? Is that a C stain? I was joking. A C stain? Yeah, you know. No, I don't know. Yeah, you do. Everybody's listening knows what a C stain is. <laughs> so uh, we also we had an upset in this match. Yeah. Quite the upset. Kofi Kingston nails Randy Orton with the SOS for the victory. Uh, shocking the WWE Universe and Randy Orton. And it's funny. I was just tweeting. I tweeted out saying the champion doesn't always have to win. Yeah. And then Kofi Oh, you Kingston... did tweet that out? You tweeted that out before? Yeah. That's funny, because I, when I saw it, I, it was right when the finish of the match happened. I thought you tweeted that out right after. No, I tweeted it right before. That's funny. Um, honestly, it's good to see Randy Orton doing this. putting over Randy Orton doing this? Randy Orton putting over other talent. We've seen him do this with uh, Dolph Ziggler, too. Why do I have a feeling that it's not Randy Orton's choice? He still went through it. It's not Randy Orton's choice. I'm He's sure not he... a dumbass. He's not going to fucking pull... A... An audible like that, and you can like, still no. say no. Well, before the match, he could say no. I'm not going through with this. I don't think so. Many do people that. Ha- in the pa- champions in the past have refused to. I don't it. think Randy Orton is like Hulk Hogan. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin did the same thing with who? Brock Lesnar. That's why that's he left. Right, that's yeah. why he left the WWE. The I think the first time be- around because he didn't want to uh, lose to Brock Lesnar at the time. So I think I I think that this is a good sign for Randy Orton to put over some of these guys. Let's see it happen more often now. Uh, after the match was complete shit. Um, I guess now we're gonna see Randy Orton versus John Cena. First of all, I, mean, I, I want to say fuck John Cena Senior. We already know we're seeing Randy Orton versus John Cena, dickhead. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm I'm so tired of them using him. Not, yeah, he, not to like, mention using him again with Randy Orton. I hate the fact that he goes to wrestling conventions and signs autographs. Well, he's a he does. He's a reverse second generation superstar. Fuck him. Who gives a crap about John Cena? Uh, John Cena Senior. John no Cena. John, John Cena ran Randy off and got into the crowd and told everyone to back up for a moment. Yeah. What was with that? And then Randy Orton running away. He like. They they had the steel steps right in front of Randy Orton. And Randy Orton like had to kind of like a leapfrog over the steel steps to evade it. And it just looked it was just like you watched it and we're like, 
Randy, what are you doing, buddy? Because that just looks dumb. And now we just keep getting health updates for John Cena Sr. It's like, who gives a motherfuck about this guy's health? I don't. It's like... It's... It's what? It's what? It's pathetic that... It why is. Like, we saw this already. Exa- this specific thing, like the last time it happened, Randy Orton grabbed Sr. out of the crowd and punted him. We don't need to see this. WWE, okay. why would you do this again? Who's writing for you? Dave Lagana? Yeah, this I guess TNA so shitty. Yeah, I got it. I heard TNA. Uh, <laughs> I, I gotta just, stop. I gotta stop saying yeah. that. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Gold Goldiosh. Goldiosh. JBL. Yeah, Cody Rhodes and Goldiosh. The Osos. Defeated Rybaxel. It was an alright match. I think it was an up to par. Match. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, they kept the commentating team. I think the big thing to take out of this is Ryback. Uh, the commentator, uh, within the past week, Ryback is known to tweet something and delete it. He tweeted about being released and then deleted it. Then he tweeted out saying that he was pulled over by a cop and the cop let him off. So he was released. That's what he was talking about. Then he also tweeted about Listen, Albert uh, Albert Einstein. Yeah, Albert Einstein sandbagging him for the finisher <laughs> uh, for the shell don't, shot. Don't say Albert Einstein. I didn't. You did. Yeah, but then you agreed. Why wouldn't I? Just say Tenzai. Yeah, sweet tea. <laughs> no, Tenzai. Like, with the with the sandbagging incident that everybody spoke about when Ryback was first coming in. If I had he tweeted out saying about he tw- not again. I'm not even gonna let you. He what? T- but he, no, tweeted what? About, he tweeted about the sandbagging incident. You don't take that shit public. And you don't acknowledge it. If Especially- I was a pro wrestler and I was being scripted to tweet stuff, I would do it. So what's to say that Ryback is not being told to tweet these things? I think the guy is just roided up and dumb. I don't think so. I think he's just a real I dumb think, roid head. I think it's something that WWE is telling him to do. Look at main event. This week on main event, they had him come out every single match after every match and just walk around the ring. Why? I don't know. Because Ryback wants to be noticed. That's the whole thing. That's why he's tweeting everything. I want to be noticed. I want to be Ryback. I want to be the beast. From what I was reading, people, when he did say that uh, that he was released, a lot of people within the WWE said that it would have came to as to no shock to them if he did actually get released. And if those tweets weren't scripted, if I was a celebrity like Ryback, what? who gives a fuck? I'm going to tweet whatever the fuck I What's want. What's to say that all this lobbying with by Paul Heyman isn't working? What's to say that? What's to say that this Paul Heyman lobbying, who's still backstage and probably has a pretty big influence on things, it hasn't gotten into, into the minds of a lot of people? Right. He's getting his own DVD, by the way. Well deserved. So what's to say on that factor? I mean, there's so many things to be said about it. Now, if if Ryback does in fact get released anytime soon, nobody gives a shit. Still, I think I give a shit, David. I know. Seriously, seriously though, if Ryback gets released, do you think he'd go to TNA? Of course. Dixie Young Carter, talent. Dixie Carter sucks the cock of he any former. Uh, yeah, WWE I'd blow Ryan Reeves. See, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Do you think she blew Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards? Probably. I have a feeling she did. Like, why? Why? Why not? Why? Why would you? <laughs> That's what it sounds no, like. I'd, ca- I'd catch it. Like, fuck it. I would blow. <laughs> I would just, blow the American just Wolves. Fuck it. Yeah. Just <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, that's how this contract got signed. Yeah. But 
The main event for a blowjob. <laughs> the main event contract and a blowjob. It wasn't even a contract. It was just a blowjob. They're like, we don't owe you anything, Dixie. Yeah, whatever. The uh, Usos defeated Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan in the steel cage match. This match, like, I, I don't think we've seen a match like this in a long, long time. I thought it was a very good match, especially for Monday Night Raw. I think the last time there was a cage match on Raw was January, like the day before, January, what, 14th or 16th or something? No, not 16th, but of 2013 with Dolph Ziggler and John Cena. And then the cage match that we saw after that was Brock and Triple H at Extreme Rules. But When I you think talk wrong cage matches to me, like the only, the one, only I one, I one that comes to yeah, mind is William Regal versus Chris Jericho. Because we were there. Yes, that's the only one I yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I think this match was awesome because we haven't seen tag team tag team matches in cage match in a long time. And I was a big fan. I was a big fan of the Usos. How uh, one of them evaded the sister Abigail right to the side, uh, getting the sidekick in there. Yeah, it was. Uh, was, Deep Bride. They were both Jimmy. Oh no, they were both battling. Like all four guys were battling on top of the cage. Daniel Bryan falls, hits the rope. Bray Wyatt lands right in uh, with the ropes between his legs. And then and, the Usos. And Luke Harper and Eric Rowan went and attacked Jay Uso when he climbed out. But Jimmy knocked Harper down and Rowan knocked himself down. But just Jay. I like, the, I like the fact that Take Jay did a flying crossbody from the top of the cage off of uh, to uh, Luke Harper. Where? He, they did it flying to escape the cage. That wasn't like from the top. It, yeah, it was. I close enough so. to it. I don't think so. It was close enough to it. I think he was really close to the bottom of the ring. No, he was not close to the bottom of the ring. I'll have to rewatch yeah, that. Yeah, he was. He was nice. He was high up there. But um, yeah, so I don't understand why how how Rowan got knocked down. He just threw Jay and got knocked down. Maybe his leg gave out. Tore a quad. That was so stupid. But uh, the. Big thing happened after the match where Daniel Bryan went to allow Bray Wyatt to hit the Sister Abigail on him. He threw him off. He stood up for himself. Yeah, he got out of it, and they had a stare down, and Bray Wyatt went to, like, charge, charge at, at the, him. The running avalanche. Went to attack him, and Bryan ducked it, attacked him, attacked him, attacked him, attacked him. Removes the jumpsuit and not a jumpsuit. It's coveralls. Coveralls. How old jump- are you? Three. Coveralls. Yeah. And it's not a jumpsuit. And I I think it's a jumpsuit. Coveralls. Whatever. And to Asshole. reveal his uh, ring attire. His regular ring attire. Yeah. Yeah. His regular ring attire. Yeah. Why? What's wrong with that? No, I just wanted to say that it was his regular ring attire. Oh, okay. Just checking. Nothing new. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing new. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan climbed to the top of the cage and ended Raw to a thunderous amount of yes chance. It was awesome. So let me be one of the first people to once again say, Bam Roasted. To all those in the WWE Universe that were watching this storyline and said that Daniel Bryan joining the Wyatt family was stupid. I I don't think... And didn't let the storyline play out. Bam, but they, Evan Rose. Really, but the thing, I think they need to let Daniel Bryan do. Daniel yeah, Bryan? That's what you said before. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. I swear to God, you did. Okay. We can rewind it and you said Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Okay. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. 
I just think that this goes back to what we said at the beginning that he should have it should have been longer, but we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know what where they're going, what direction. So that was Monday Night Raw. Great match, great ending. Great ending, great match. And uh, we have outside the ring news. Yes, we have outside the ring news. Canadian newspapers leaked the return of possibly Chris Jericho. I'm from Winnipeg, you idiot. For March seventh uh, in Canada. Um, this is it's goes along the same lines as Batista with the leaked return. Why? Sh- why the WWE should not when they want to promote your upcoming events? <laughs> they dip this with so like, many people. I know, do, unless it's unless you want to do it intentional to get people to talk about their names returning, which is stupid. Just have a return happen and let everything just just let everything go. Um, you don't have to advertise Chris Jericho or Batista for these upcoming house shows. Start advertising Batista and Jericho for these upcoming house shows. When they make after they make their debut after they make but, their return, it creates buzz. You don't need any more buzz for the house show. People are gonna buy it for that reason alone. Once they make their return, ticket sales will jump through the world, jump up completely. Why not? I don't know. Give. I think that it's the better thing to do because you're gonna have your initial audience buy the tickets. You always do, and then to get those people outside of that initial audience buy tickets, then you announce Chris Jericho or Batista, and then watch your ticket sales go up even higher than they would. I think that's the proper way to do it, and that is how I would do it, and WWE is doing it completely wrong. Hire us. Um, You're not going to take care of business stuff? You'd be surprised. No, I wouldn't. Actually, if you took care of business stuff, I'd be surprised. Yeah. also, Jim Ross is coming to an agreement with Fox Sports. Unsure if this is for on air, if he's going to be a part of their new kind of a sports center, uh, or if this is to do a blog on their website, which I guess he started up already. Would I be a dick if I bought a Sooner shirt to wear to Texas? You would be a dick. <laughs> Why? You would be a dick. Why? Because, dude, I would just walk around Texas being like, Boomer Sooner. Who's their quarterback? I don't know. I don't exactly. care. I don't care. It doesn't have to be like. That's right. I don't know either. I just know. I just know it's the Sooners and the Texans got the a Sooners student. and the Texans. Um, also, talking about Jim Ross, he's gonna have a podcast coming out soon, kind of like Jericho and Stone Cold. I just want to say we were the we were the first. We innovated podcast. Yeah, we're the innovators of podcasting. We're really not though. Um, Jim Ross is gonna be on Podcast One. His own show should be uh, debuting around mid February on Podcast One. I've been listening to the Chris Jericho stuff a lot. Go check it out. His interview with Edge, um, I know it's a few weeks ago. This is from late December. But it's still a really interesting interview. Talks. Did you, wait, before you say what he talked about, Did you do you listen to every single Chris Jericho show? No. Oh. I, 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 I mean, it's the same thing with all podcasts. It's so cold. No, and but like, did you listen to just Edge or... Uh, no, I listened to him with uh, Stone Cold. Did they, they didn't speak about the Rangers at all anywhere? No. I don't listen to the episodes where it's just... Actually, he does mention hockey at one point, but I don't... Yeah, because he's a fan of the Jets somehow. I, yeah, but somehow. I, the Winnipeg. Yeah. But I don't, I, don't, I don't listen to the episodes that don't have a pro wrestler on there or a pro like one that I actually want to listen to. So that's why I don't listen to Art of Wrestling every week because sometimes there's a person being interviewed that I don't sometimes give a shit about. Sometimes didn't listen to it. Don't give a shit what British I think, I think you would. I do have it. I think you'd be really interested. I do have it downloaded 
though. Just I think you for should like listen a, to it for a road trip to listen to. I it. didn't. I didn't listen to it. I don't really listen to it. But I think Bruno San Martino's got a really interesting story. It goes back to hiding from Nazis and everything. Really? Yeah. Uh, I did. I did download it to listen to, but I wanted to get through Edge first, and then uh, uh, Roddy uh, Piper on Stone Cold. I want to listen to, and a few other ones. Um, I just yeah. want. I just want to know, like, is Chris Jericho ever going to speak about the time he gave me his hockey stick that he used? He may, he may, he may, he that may. That he played with at Madison Square Garden. And also, Elimination Chamber. That's there sitting are, in my closet. There are rumors uh, about Elimination Chamber. We may be seeing the combination of the Intercontinental Championship and the United States Championship. We're going to see the United Continental Championship? Yeah, that is I really rumor. don't want to see that. Uh, can we just get rid of the U.S. and no. keep the IC? Well, first of all, I think... I, I would have a feeling that it would just be the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. But I don't want to see that because it... It takes away again. It, it does not. It does not increase competition. I think, I think it does. Because no, it, it gives, does not. It gives more. But then, okay. From what I'm saying, I think that it's a good idea because it makes it brings more meaning to the IC belt. Or what you could do that without taking that. away from. But like, I, but I'm not disagreeing with you because new, look at New Japan Pro Wrestling. Exactly. They have like eight different titles. They have like. Two, uh, they have a tag team championship, and then they have a junior heavyweight tag team champion. I mean, uh, now I don't, I don't see a, a reason to have a cruiserweight champion because I don't really see enough cruiserweights in WWE to do this and have like a successful division. But I think, well, actually, I mean, there's guys in NXT that, but I think United States champion could stay, Intercontinental Championship could stay. What was very pointless was having Intercontinental and European champion back in the day. That, to uh, me, was very pointless. I guess. It's the same exact thing, except one's strictly just for Europe. Yeah. I guess, that's true. I think the Euro was just really for Put that Put that title. down. Seriously, stop that. Put that down. Why? Because that's not something that goes on your ear, David. Uh, Unfucking believable Like, you touch shit that doesn't belong to you, and then you put it on your ear. And it never works. Don't touch it. <laughs> Every time, like this hand sanitizer by where we uh, record it, it's a joke. Has, I always try to use a hand sanitizer, and it never works. It's a joke hand sanitizer. No, it isn't. See, oh. unfucking believable. <laughs> That's the ring that David was putting on yeah, here that I should have. I should. I break things. Um, what else? Roddy Piper taught. We. I mentioned him with being on the Stone Cold Steve. No, with uh, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Boston podcast. Apparently everything with Legends House, with him, the contract dispute, him not being in WWE 2K14, the reason for this is because he refused to sign the contract for the Legends House. Even though this was post-production, post-recording and everything, they did not want him to appear on any MMA uh, show before Legends House made its debut and went through a certain amount of episodes. But Rowdy Piper's son is trying to get into the MMA world right now, and he wanted to use his fame to help his son out. So he refused to sign that, and that may be a factor into why he's not in the video game this year. I don't, I don't believe that as a factor to be why he's not in WW2K14, because he is in WW2K14. So, okay, just not to the extent that he should have been. Yeah, but also contract disputes may have caused that. I mean, Maybe Mankind's also not in the game, but he is. Yeah. But I think it's time to take a little break for a musical interlude brought to you by Ring Rope Rebellion. You can follow them on Twitter at Ring Rope Rebel. This is The Family, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Ring Rope Rebellion. 
Mary had a little lamb, little lamb, little lamb. Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow. Yeah, 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 Luke Harper is insane Family. With strength that is more powerful than Bane Family. Eric Rowan wears a creepy sheep's mask Family. Is he a crazy human? There's no need to ask Family. And then Bray Wyatt is the final nail Family. In the coffin when he hits Sister Abigail Family. These men are the cult of insanity Family. Inhumanity, redneck society Follow the buzzers, hide undercovers Cause they're coming for you Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan gunning for you they're the monsters hiding underneath your bed Psychological games messing with your head They'll break you down and steal your soul In the still of night Try all you want but there's no putting up a fight These are the boys that you hope and wish you never meet Bury you alive in the underground Six feet deep And the torture doesn't stop there Scrape off your fingernails and hang you by your hair They're a backwoods cult from the down and dirty swamp And they're more powerful than an alligator chomp The eater of worlds Bray Wyatt is a psychopath with Harper and Rowan In the mix just do the math Understand this by now you you are terrified, mortified, horrified, wishing you had died. Family. Yeah, 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 Luke Harper is insane. Family. With strength that is more powerful than Bane. Family. Eric Rowan wears a creepy sheep's mask. Family. Is he a crazy human? There's no need to ask. Family. And then Bray Wyatt is the final nail. Family. In the coffin when he hits Sister Abigail. Family. These men are the cult of insanity. Family. Inhumanity, redneck society. From the land of the Raging Cajuns, Lafayette, Louisiana, got more stank than a redneck bandana and they haven't even started to begin trying with the little brainwash and they recruited daniel bryan to the family to the house that wyatt built it's a wonder if brian feels any guilt but no matter he's a pawn in brain scheme mastermind behind the family tag team fighting for what they believe is the path stand in the way and you'll feel all the wrath of the country folk that you fear as a tactic Terrorizing meetings, your end is climactic String you up and hang you out to dry for all to see Hit the finish with the one, two, three Say your prayers cause it's all you can do Cause the Wyatt family's coming to get you Yeah, 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 Luke Harper is insane With strength that is more powerful than Bane Eric Rowan wears a creepy sheep's mask Family. Is he a crazy human? There's no need to ask Family. And then Bray Wyatt is the final nail Family. In the coffin when he hits Sister Abigail Family. These men are the cult of insanity Family. Inhumanity, redneck society And now, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. My fucking throat is killing me. <clears throat> that was, of course, the family by Ring Rope Rebellion. Definitely well, check him out. Well, because we said it earlier. Oh. So, damn roasted. <laughs> that was, of course, Ring Rope Rebellion. Go follow them on Twitter at Ring Rope Rebel. Just uh, follow them on YouTube or like them on YouTube. Subscribe to them on YouTube. That's what I'm looking for. Go buy their merchandise. Go buy their songs. Awesome song. Uh, just to say, it sounds a little bit like ICP-ish. Like I, I, I really like that background music. Very yeah. cool stuff. 
So, what do we got talking about now? Uh, we could talk about some New Japan Pro Wrestling briefly. Yes, let's. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling presents CMLL Fantastica Mania. Uh, this is a little event where New Japan Pro Wrestling teams teamed up with, with CMLL. CMLL. Yeah, which is a very prominent uh, promotion in Mexico. Yeah. And they have they put together six shows of uh, uh, pairing off. Seis. Shows, uh, <laughs> compare, uh, um, shoots, you got me off my little game now. I believe you mean, uh, no, I don't, I don't know how to say game. Pa- pairing, pairing up wrestlers from both promotions, team, from te- teaming up together to facing each other. It's just a very cool thought of a, of a show. It's something I wish WWE would do again. It would be very, very cool if WWE actually teamed up with like CMML, uh, CMLL or AAA. I don't think they would or, team up with CMLL after seeing that Sin Cara shit. Oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, but it's still very, it's still very cool stuff. Especially your uh, New Japan, you see a lot of strong style. While in uh, in Mexico, you see uh, lucha libre, the lucha libre style. It's very cool to see them combined. Uh, you're going to be seeing during this tour one of the at one of the shows you'll see Mephisto, who is the Mexican national light heavyweight champion, taking on Mystico, which is I guess which Sin Cara. is not Sin Cara. No, Sin Cara's former uh, yeah gimmick. former name and everything. Yeah, move set same move. Yeah, set. same exact move set except somehow this Mystico is because CMLL is talented. Okay. No, I'm Mystico, sure, I'm sure. Mystico is different in Mexico as well. Yeah, and I'm sure if Sin Cara went back down to CMLL, he would be great down there again. Yeah. But um, if you're if you're wondering why Mystico is allowed to be Mystico, is because CMLL owns the name to it. So yeah, it's very cool. It's very weird. Like La but, Parca, he's now LA Park. Or like, there's a few things that you see in these matches. Like you'll see a monkey flip to the outside of the ring, which I haven't seen in. I don't think ever. I don't think I've ever seen a Yeah, so, and it was just very innovative. These Lucha Libres know what they're doing. Or almost, it's cool. You, well, I don't know what kind of monkey flip you're talking about. Like, like a legit monkey seen, flip. I feel like I have that, seen that in The rope is an assist. Uh, you'll see El Desperado, Tanahashi, Mystico, Okada, um, Rey Scorpion, Rush Lasambra, Ultimo Guerrero, Nakamura, and a ton more. It's cool to check out, so go check it out. Uh, there's a few uh, Daily Motion uh, websites that fe- that upload all these episodes and shows, so go check it out. Go find it if you can. Uh, where do you want to go from now? Where do you want to talk about? You tell me. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame. Yeah. We spoke about Ultimate Warrior before, but there's still a lot of pro wrestlers and celebrities that are missing from the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, Would you induct Muhammad Ali into the WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah. And just for what? Just for his WrestleMania yeah, appearance? Just for the or WrestleMania for the fact appearance. that he wrestled Antonio Inoki at... That too. But that match sucked. That, yeah, was, well. that was an awful And awful what about match. that? whatever he did with Gorilla Monsoon? I'm not too sure about that. So who's on your list? Because I have a list in front of me of a bunch of wrestlers that I think should be inducted. Well, I mean... I have, 12, I have a total of 12 wrestlers I think should be inducted. I'm curious if you have anybody on my list. There's a ton of people that should be inducted. Like, I honestly, The Rocker should be in there. Okay. I didn't have them on my list. Do you think The Rocker should be inducted, though? Um, I, I'm not too sure. I don't think so. 
I think Rock and Roll Express would be Rock and be, Roll Express should be one hundred percent should be inducted before the Rockers. Even so, even I if mean, they're not though, I mean Rock and Roll Express should also be inducted. Rockers didn't really do all that. Yeah, but they were like the much. legendary tag. Like they are legendary, a legendary tag team. Look where Shawn Michaels went. Marty Jannetty should have went further thing. than he went. I don't. I don't think they're Hall of Fame worthy. I think one hundred percent they are. But well, I think guys like Jake Roberts will see this year. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see Rick Rude finally. Uh, guys like Owen Hart, obviously. Well, not guys yeah. like Owen Hart. Owen Hart. All right, so you got three on my list. Uh, All right, I was do just. Have, do you have Hall and Oates or no? All right, these well, are. This you? is who I have. I have Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, should, should um, it be? I think that, like, especially with the new... I think it's so cool in New Japan how a lot of these titles go back to, like... The lineage. Way it goes. Yeah, how Bam Bam Bigelow was the IWGP Tag Team Champions uh, with uh, Vader. Imagine that tag team of Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow. That's crazy. If you if they put them together today, if that was possible, that would be insane. Uh, Elizabeth, I think, should be inducted. Yeah. Randy Savage for everything he's done. Well, we've seen, well, at least we've read why Randy wasn't in Yeah, yeah, rumors about him sleeping with a no. teenage... what? Are you talking about? What? Because Lanny Povo said that oh. he's not going to allow you're... Randy Savage to be inducted unless Angelo, him, and Randy and get inducted. he doesn't deserve... I don't think Lanny... Des- I mean... Lanny Poffo is not yeah, a Hall of Fame thing. anything. But they're, He's like, not a Hall of Fame wrestler. He's not a Hall of no. Fame... But uh, the savages, the savages as a whole, did do a good amount in the territories. But that's to say the that savages, they, even the Papos, yeah, yeah the Papos. <laughs> but still, uh, Bruiser I could Brody, see Angelo Papo at some point being inducted. Yeah. But I think Bruiser Brody deserves it. Mildred Burke, who was a female wrestler in the '30s to the '50s, um, she was managed by Billy Wolf. That's why I think she was where she was, though. Yeah. Well, then they yeah. And then they had to break up and everything, and then she kind and of. And then that's also why I think she was blackballed, basically. Billy Wolf. Basically. Bill, Billy Wolf. Because Billy was Wolf like, was such an asshole. Yeah, he was like was a scumbag like, promoter back in the day for sexual favors and everything like that. So. That's I think where John, like Mula worked for them and everything. Yeah, Mula and had where, his. And then Mula, and I think the the whole the the reason why I think Mula why we know Mula today is because Vince McMahon Senior loved. Mula, I think Vince Vince McMahon Sr. is the is the person that came up with the name Fabulous Mula, and and Billy Wolf was like that person standing in between women well, and WWF. I, like that's my take. Mula on was that go to woman for Vince McMahon. That's why when they had contract disputes with Wendy Richter when she was the champion, they called in the Spider Lady. But under the mask, it was Fabulous Moolah. And you see, if you watch the match, that's one of the first screw jobs to ever be televised. She, uh, Randy Richter had no idea it was going to be, fa- she's facing Fabulous Moolah. And then Moolah, once she saw Moolah in the ring, she realized that she was getting screwed over. And that's why the, most of the match is a shoot. Um, I think John Tenta should be inducted. Earthquake. It's funny, that's what Mike said too. I think I think but I tag team champion. I don't know. Also, like, he had a huge feud with Hogan. I mean, and then even in the Attitude Era with the Oddities, he I I think the Oddities should have been tag team champions at some point. Which which ones? All of them or oh, uh, Tenta and Kurgan. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think John Tenta. I don't know about Typhoon though, but I would definitely go with John Tenta inducted. 
Cindy Lauper. Yeah. For with the rock, was it a uh, rock and wrestling? Yeah. That was. I was um. Uh, the more I'm reading this book, uh, David Shoemaker's book, the more I'm learning a lot about the background of pro wrestling. And this entire rock and wrestling was huge with Cindy Lauper, Captain Lou Albano. It wouldn't have happened without Cindy Lauper or Captain Lou. And this gave WWE, WWF, the uh, I guess the main light, the publicity that it needed. Right. Uh, from MTV to everything. Oh, Andy, uh, Andy Kaufman. Oh, Andy Richter. <laughs> yeah. Andy Kaufman. I think Kaufman should have been inducted last year. I think Wendy, uh, not Wendy, Cindy, Cindy Lauper should have been inducted last year. I, I agree with you. Uh, you said Rick Rude already. Should have done a lot more with the career. Um, Jake Roberts, British Bulldog, I think, and yeah. Owen Hart. Owen Hart, another one, IWGP junior heavyweight champion back in the day. And now Ibushi is, uh, just defeated Prince Devitt for that championship. I just think that's cool that the lineage of the champions chips go back that far um you, this year you, you should look up the the lineage of the wwf championship yeah but this is but the new japan is also fairly new to me so learning learning uh that some of these wrestlers that i watched so you, should, up, you should be even more surprised and look up the nwa championship history oh i've i've looked that up it's it's interesting it's very cool um I'm, i definitely suggest reading that david shoemaker book uh that i've put over a few times on the show um, who else do you think is going to be inducted this year? Forget it. I'll answer my question. No, I don't think DX is going to be inducted okay. this year. I, I think the rest of the, I mean, there's going to be one more, but I think Rick Rude, Jake the Snake Roberts, and DX are going to get inducted this year. Let me, um, I think because Rude, Roberts, Warrior, they're all kind of, they all have something to do with each other. Same yeah, with they're DX. in WWE 2K14. That's the thing I always forget, that they're all excuse me, in the video game together. I think DX, for the fact that they spoke about it heavily last year and how this year they were going to do it. And I think with New Age Outlaws being brought back onto television to freshen up everyone's uh, everyone's mind about who they are, uh, I think it's a big possibility. Why do you think not? I just don't see them being this year. For, because like they're on TV right now as heels. Like all of them are, basically. Yeah. Or the but that's what that they. But for the most part, that's what they were. But like, then they're gonna just all of a sudden become like this uber baby face. Why do you of, have to be a baby face to be inducted? You don't. But that's what I WWE kind of does. I don't think so. Edge, I, I think Edge was a, ba- a face before he was inducted. I don't think you have to be because I think that when you are standing on that podium at the WWE Hall of Fame, people respect you as pro as the human being that you are, as opposed to the pro wrestler that you are portraying. Yeah, and well, I feel like I feel like I just like, don't think yeah but then what then where does it go from here then they stay off TV then I guess yeah they, I think that they did their job New Age Outlaws came back to have a little run but now there's coming out that they may be around a lot longer than um, originally thought so maybe this isn't going to go through maybe they could come back as the Hall of Fame tag team the New Age Outlaws I I, I mean know. I just I just don't think DX this year, maybe next year. I read on the internet that they're looking for one more tag team. Okay. Or one tag team that like they haven't decided yet. And why? What about British Bulldogs? Dynamite that, Kid and British I think, Bulldogs. I think they should be inducted. Now, what would you do with that factor? Would you do British Bulldogs and then on another occasion Davy Boy Smith? 
No, or it would just like he's in there. He's in there for. But you also, but you, I mean, you have factions and tag teams in the WWE Hall of Fame, and then them. But separated. not really. No, you don't. It's just Flair. You just have Flair. That's yeah. it. So. I don't know. I I like what people can you honestly see being put in twice? I could see guys like Hogan being in twice just for the NWO. Yeah. I could I, see Triple H. I could see Shawn Michaels just for DX and. In their single career. I could see Shawn Michaels being the only person to be in three times. Like I said, the Rockers. I really think that they were like that tag team that could have been. I don't think the Rockers will get inducted. You never know. I, I don't think so. Never say never. And, say and never. what happens? Who who are they going to send to accept even for if the Bulldogs get inducted? They've been talking a lot about doing uh, WrestleMania over in, uh, in no, London. There's no way. What, that would be the perfect time to... Do one with Dynamite Kid and uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, but I don't. There's no way they're gonna do that. Or whoever else we went over with the time. What do you mean? The time, time difference is too great. Oh, I I think that it's something that would be great. I think it would draw, but that's a completely other story. But I think that that's exactly what would happen with. I think it would be overseas. Like it's right now. It's it's like seven o'clock in London. Okay, so. So that they, means I mean, WrestleMania, to... WrestleMania starts at one o'clock in London. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if they would why do not? That. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be. I mean, you're still going to make just as much money. I mean, it's I still know. on a Sunday, and people don't was, work on was Sundays. Was SummerSlam for the most part? Was SummerSlam taped or was that live back then? I think it was live. I but I'm really not too sure. So. That's like, it all goes but back I think to timing, would, so... I mean, that's the thing, but there's so many other people, British Bulldogs, like, the, and the more and more I read this book, I'm thinking more territory wrestlers should be inducted, like, more of the older, more of the, like, Savage and stuff, not just because what we saw in the WWE, but like, who else besides Savage? Stuff. Who else from the territories? Bruiser Brody. Oh, you, can't, you already said Bruiser Brody. I don't know, there's Anyone a few. that you didn't say yet. The thing is, a lot of the names I'm seeing in the territories are inducted already. The only one I would really add is the Freebirds. I'm actually surprised that they haven't been inducted yet for all that they've done with pro wrestling. Uh, you have the Fon Erics already. I think it's like an ongoing joke with all the guys, the older guys in the back with Hayes being like, oh, I'm a Hall of Famer, are you? I am not a fan of Michael Hayes at all. So, I could talk I mean, about that. For, but like, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. I think that guy's a bigot beyond yeah, He'll anything. be in the Hall of Fame, so that maybe that's why they're not putting him in. Who knows? Yeah. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. You got any questions for me? Uh, <laughs> what are you listening to right now? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, you want to... I, that's pathetic. I, I said that was funny after I said it. <laughs> Hopefully people understand those yeah. two jokes. Do you right? want to interview Dixie Carter? No. You, you have no. a list to go through? No, I don't. You have a list to go through. We should might as well rattle that one off. I have the 10 wealthiest of all time pro wrestlers. It might as well be the 10 wealthiest WWE wrestlers. Yeah, because there's no way Sting isn't on this list. Yeah, there's a few wrestlers. Like, there's no that. way Sting was stupid with money. Yeah. Uh, and Ric Flair, actually. I'm Ric Flair. Ric Flair is Rick pretty Flair's stupid broke. with money. Ric yeah. Flair's broke. Hulk Hogan's broke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the top five ends up being Big Show, Triple H, Cena, and then the top two, Austin and The Rock. Rock with $70 million. Um, Anybody on this list that you're surprised? No. Nah, I've seen. Not at all. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm actually surprised Angle's on there for the... the he wasn't that he's... stupid with his money. 
yeah, but with the amount of legal shit that he yeah, had going on. Yeah, but he wasn't and, stupid with his money. Yeah, uh, I hope not. I mean, it's good to see when the wrestlers spend their money wisely. Speaking of spending money wisely, Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Mike Bennett and Maria, the first lady of Ring of Honor, have a brand new podcast that they released on iTunes. It's called Mike and Maria in Wonderland. Uh, it's a very cool podcast. I listened to the first episode that they just debuted. Uh, they talk about everything from sex, food, wrestling, dating advice, the Bella Twins, a ton. And it's just really cool. So go check it out, Mike and Maria in Wonderland. Also, go check out Paul at Paulie Waffles because I put out on Twitter that anybody that follows at Team Awesome 418 will get a, uh, get a plug on this podcast, get a shameless plug. And he is the only one that did it, or at least he's the only one that spoke up when he did it. So, Paulie Waffles, go follow him. Also, thank you to the following people for promoting us during Monday Night Raw or throughout the entire week. Much appreciated. Go follow Jason at Jaylinick, Jayman at Just at, who I haven't seen uh, comment on marking out recently, markingout.com. Uh, Houston Wrestling Radio at H Wrestling Radio. Thanks, guys. Justin at Awesome Two Fifty Six. B Monta uh, B Montan B at NYWC underscore Sign Guy. I guess we'll be seeing you later on this month. Go also check out Bob at Frob. Bedrickson, got it. Uh, Heal Dakota at the McStallion, and thank you all for checking out Marking Out, uh, the Marking Out podcast. Much appreciated. So, Brandon, do you have any shoutouts? Listen to Brandon's shoutouts because when there are shoutouts, <laughs> there's honey. My first shout-out goes to the Ultimate Warrior t-shirts that WWE Shop released. One is yellow, the other is black. The front has his face paint, and the back says Ultimate Warrior. They do look pretty cool. They do. Number two is an anti-shout-out. Is it to me? WWE. Damn it! What for? Because they do not follow us. No, we already discussed it. John Cena Sr., who gives a fuck about this? No reason why they should be using him again. Honestly, it's terrible. You deserve the anti Maybe we should out. tell the the listeners to go tweet to WWE Universe to follow Mark and out. We should do that. Because, That'd be kind of funny. Because week after week, WWE Universe is retweeting us, yet they follow millions and of other people. And, and responding to our tweets. And now they're starting to respond to our tweets. They have featured us on Mark on WWE.com for months. Yeah. We were the last one when they featured their tweets. Yeah. We, on the main fucking page. WWE, we know you love us. You guys should tweet to WWE Universe and be like, yo, marking out. You should follow marking out. That's and then hire say. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could throw that in there too. If we get jobs out of it, follow, awesome. fo follow at Mark. Tweet to WWE Universe. Follow at marking out and hire them. Yes. And back when Jesse Ventura was the guest host of Monday Night Raw, he had a series of matches where in order to compete, you couldn't have been champion before. Uh, that then led to a breakthrough battle royal. So it is that which is getting the last shout out because I think it's time for another one of those again. 
And I think it could help build the top, a new top guy and give him a title shot or even a championship reign. I am all, I am all behind you when it comes to that. I have no, no problem with it. Yeah, so that was my shout-outs for this week. And I think everybody knows that it's time for our... out moment of the week and this week i'm gonna say take it dave and he's not gonna know why i'm gonna say take it dave so i'm gonna say take it dave and i'm not gonna know why you said take it dave um and then i'm gonna give him the hint of andre the giant and then say take it dave and then i'm going to take it away (laughs) um i was searching youtube and i came across a clip of andre the giant uh i forgot who he was facing Uh, He was facing someone in Japan back in 1972. He looked like he was under 400 pounds in decent shape. Um, He looked like what Big Show looked like in WCW. Yeah. Except his longer hair was just like an afro. And I I think maybe a little bit uh, thinner. Thinner, maybe. Maybe a little bit thinner. But Andre the Giant did something that I have never seen him do before. During the match, a 42-minute match, may I add, Andre the Giant, in a very active 42-minute match, did a tombstone pile driver, a jumping a tombstone. A leaping yes, tombstone pile driver. A jumping tombstone pile driver. When I say leaping, you say jumping? Ah, you say tomato, I say tomato. No, actually, I would say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I was once I saw it, I had to send it over to Brandon. I thought it was insane to see Andre the Giant actually leave his feet to do a tombstone pile driver and it actually looked really good. Yeah. So I marked out for that. I know and it was Brandon a, it did was too. A, I didn't really mark out, but you it was, was a, pretty cool. It was a fun match to watch, so I think Dave should post that as match of the week or yeah, something. Yeah, all right. I'll share it with you guys. And the, just so you know, the tombstone takes place at the 17-minute mark. 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 <laughs> yeah, mark but out. that was our show for this week. It might have been shorter than what you expected, but last week and the week before were our two longest episodes. So you're welcome for that. And you could follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You could like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash MarkingOut. You can look us up on YouTube, YouTube.com probably slash marking out. Also, make sure you check out our friends, Ring World World Rebellion, Team Awesome 418. We wish you the best best of luck in your future future endeavors. What was that about, bro? Uh, Have have a great week. Hey y'all, welcome to the Dixie Carter episode. This is Dixie Carter's podcast episode one. Um, your host, of course, Dixie Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Dixie's Carter. And uh, I'm, of course, your host, Dixie Carter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, of course, Dixie Carter. Uh, and this is the Dixie Carter podcast television show. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean television show. It's just the Dixie Carter podcast. 
If you could see me right now, you would know that you're speaking to uh, or listening to Dixie Carter because it is the Dixie Carter Podcast. And I will be speaking about my love of giving advice to young talent as well as giving them head. And I'm not talking about Al Snow. (laughs) I will also be talking about baking cupcakes. I just love that peanutty taste of my beautiful cupcake. Whoa, what's going on? What are you doing in here, David? You are not supposed to be recording. I'm doing the Dixie Carter podcast television show. Oh, no, please, no. Dixie, you have to get out of here. Oh god. This is no, our this show, is, Dixie. This is Marking Out Studio, bitch. This is this, this is, is our show. Down. Get out this of here. Like, no, get you out. can't get, get out. up. No, get don't out. touch me. Get out, get, get out. off of me. Get don't out. touch me. And stay out.